So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back in. It is The Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson. Jake Scott uh, will be joining us uh, shortly uh, until he returns. Why don't we welcome uh, to the show uh, Sarah Todd, uh, NBA beat writer, jazz beat writer for the Deseret News. Uh, Sarah, how are you? I'm good, Gordon. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, Before we get going with anything, tell us what in the world's going on with your hometown. So, uh, as some may know, I'm from Paradise, California, which was the Northern California town that was completely destroyed two years ago by the campfire. And currently, uh, there is so much of California that is being devastated right now by wildfires, and in particular, those same areas in Northern California. And, I mean, there's one fire right now that is burning over 200,000 acres, and they don't have it contained, and it has been pushing into my my home county. And so my mother was evacuated from the house that she just finished building, rebuilding oh. in Paradise. And um, so far, that house is still standing, but there are communities surrounding Paradise that are now Uh, being decimated and there are more people now that have lost everything and so it just continues to be really really hard-hit area and people are suffering are you uh oh go ahead go ahead jake oh sorry yeah i i'm with you now we had uh the the national anthem around here so i had to be uh certainly respectful but uh but sarah talk about a, a little bit of what you personally are doing to try and make a difference and maybe our listeners can help out a little bit Yeah, I kind of put out a call on social media a couple of days ago um, asking for any sort of uh, gently used clothing and house goods because I'm going to be driving to California tomorrow morning. And um, I'm also going to be purchasing, you know, phone chargers, feminine products, batteries, stuff like that to take to the evacuation shelters. And overnight, within a few hours, my car is going to be completely filled to the brim by this evening. And so... I'm not taking on anything else personally, but I have set up a GoFundMe to help donate to the North Valley Community Foundation. And this is a nonprofit organization that has been helping with wildfire relief for years. And they help people in the immediate and for years after, like, the fires go out. When people start to forget that, you know, people have lost their homes, this foundation is still there um, coming up with grants, helping animals that have impacted, children's services, elder services, and they're, um, and it's all uh, tax deductible, anything you pay. The GoFundMe that I've set up 
You can find that. It's pinned to my social media account at MBA Sarah. Or if you want to, and that's anything you donate there goes directly to the North Valley Community Foundation. I don't see any of that money. But if you want to do- donate directly to them, it's just nvcf.org. So, t- uh, Sarah, can you get through there safely? I mean, is it, uh, is it a clear way for you to get in? Yeah, there, there are ways to get it. I'm not going to be going uh, directly into any of the areas that are being really impacted by the fire right now. I'm going to be going uh, to the areas where they've taken the evacuated families and then uh, to a neighboring town where my family has evacuated to. So I'll be able to get to them, and that's good enough. Sarah, I'm here at an event where it's it's uh, firefighters. It's uh, kind of a, a relay race, and it's a celebration of uh, of firefighters and first responders, and and truly the heroes of our society and and uh, heroes among us here in our community. Tell us a little bit about the community uh, that you come from and the town you come from, and these people who are who are literally fighting for uh, their life and property. Yeah. Paradise, uh, it was uh, a small mountain community um, made up largely of uh, retired families, and, um, but it's in, surrounded by multiple community colleges, and it's right next to Chico, California, which is a university town. And so there's so many different sort of worlds that meld in Butte County, which is where Paradise is, and it's a really beautiful place, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, until the campfire happened, I didn't really realize how much I loved Paradise, because when you grow up somewhere, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get out of my hometown, and I couldn't. I couldn't wait to leave, and then once it was gone, it was devastating, because I'll I'll never be able to see my hometown the way that it was again, and the people who have come together to try to rebuild I mean, you're talking about people from all different backgrounds, all ages, all walks of life. And um, the people that are helping, the first responders, the firefighters, they're also coming from everywhere. I mean, we have people coming internationally to help fight these fires. And my brother, he's a heavy equipment operator. And so he's constantly on the front lines of these things, too. And it's just everybody pitches in and it's so appreciated and it's kind of a thankless job. And I'll tell you, I mean, it just sounds like there's no way you can say it and give it justice, but how frightening and how difficult that kind of situation is, Sarah. I, you know, what what your loved ones and, and neighbors have faced is 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 overwhelming, really. Yeah, and it's not it's not really something that people are even still processing what happened two years ago, and now they have to face this stuff again. Mm. I mean. Two years ago, my father and my stepmother were literally driving through flames, separated uh, in two different vehicles. And when they got out of the fire, they didn't know if the other one had survived until four hours later when we were finally able to make contact because the cell towers had burned down and traffic was backed up to a point that there was just no contact. And so that, I mean, that's a traumatic event that they had to go through. And now it's all happening all over again. Sarah Todd is with us from the Deseret News uh, here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Sarah, I, I heard you talk about this on another show, and this is a little bit of a change of subject, but I, I thought your story 
of how you got into covering the NBA and came to Salt Lake was was so interesting. Tell us tell us your story and how you came to us to do such a great job in uh, for the Deseret News. Yeah, I I fell in love with basketball at a very early age, and I played high school basketball at Paradise High School, and that kind of uh, threw me into a love of the game, and I wanted to find a way to just make basketball my career, and I also loved reading and writing, and so I put the two together. Um, I started out covering the Warriors in California, covered them for three years up through the 2015 championship moved to Philadelphia where I then covered the Sixers up until the end of last season and then had an opportunity to get a little closer to home and um, you know after the fire of 2018 getting closer to home was important to me and so this puts me a 10-hour drive uh, away from my family and I was really excited to be somewhere I'd been into Salt Lake as a kid I used to take trips with my dad who was a truck driver we would come through Salt Lake and so I'd been here as a kid, and it just seemed sort of serendipitous that I ended up here again as an adult and really happy to be here, and it's been really great so far. Okay, so this is uh, sort of a backward question, but uh, I, I, I'm curious to know, when I was uh, working in, in L.A. Uh, for the Times, uh, there, we had a reporter, Tracy Dodds, uh, a female reporter, and she used to tell me stories about what it was like to <laughs> be a female reporter in sports. And back then, I mean, you know, what are we talking, 30, 40 years ago, uh, she had some crazy stories to tell. Has that improved, Sarah? I think that it's improved dramatically. I'm familiar with some of uh, Tracy Dodds' uh, war stories. <laughs> um, and it's improved dramatically, but it hasn't improved to the point that I think that it needs to be at. I, I always tell people that my goal is to someday be looked at as uh, one of the best NBA reporters, not one of the best female reporters that covers the NBA. And I still think there's that distinction, and I can't wait until that's missing. Well, Sarah, on that note, uh, forgive us if we talk a little basketball with you and get your impressions um, uh, of uh, the Jazz season. Kind of start uh, broad, if you will, what you took from this year covering the team and uh, in the restart in the bubble and where the Jazz go from here. Yeah, it was a it was a w bit of a weird season, to say the least. Um, I came in sort of mid-season. I got here in mid-December, and so... I sort of just had to hit the ground running in the middle of everything. And uh, that's an interesting way to try to get to know the team, you know, when you don't get to talk to them during training camp or before the season starts. Um, but I was really impressed with sort of the character of the team. That's what really stuck out to me when I first got here was, and I've been around a lot of NBA teams and covered two in great depth and you know, there always seems to be like a few guys on the team that are maybe a little bit diva-ish or they think they're more important than everyone. And it doesn't really seem like there's one guy on the Jazz that has that sort of attitude. And that was really impressive to me. And I also, um, I like that this is a bit of a smaller market because it seems like you get more of an intimate relationship with the Jazz, not just as a reporter, but I think as fans that, it seems like there's more access that they have and the players interact a little bit more with the community. And so I really have enjoyed seeing that 
as far as on the court goes, um, there was a lot that I was surprised by. I worked in the Eastern Conference for years covering the Sixers and didn't realize how amazing Boyan Bogdanovich is on the floor. And I was really impressed with his offensive abilities. And so um, I think that the Jazz should be really happy that they were able to make that offseason move. And once they got to, I mean, I was only here for, you know, three months before the season shut down and then everything went into chaos. And so it's been the craziest year of my life, everyone's life in general, but especially reporting and covering the NBA. That's been a, that's been a bit of a, a different turn. <laughs> so, Sarah, uh, as you observed closely the Jazz, their strengths and weaknesses, what do you think they need in order to take that next step? Yeah, actually, we talked to Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck just a few days ago, and that was something that we talked about. And, you know, they're smart guys, and, of course, they have people analyzing this too, and they, they're thinking the same things that all of us are thinking. They need athletic defenders that are versatile, people that can move between, like, the three and four position and be able to skirt around and defend on the wing because right now it's like they don't have the length or size that they did over the past couple of years. And so I think that's where they're going to put a lot of their energy and resources in the offseason is looking for those types of players, players who can shoot but also defend, you know, one through four or even one through five in certain circumstances. Sarah Todd from the Deseret News with us here on 97.5 and uh, and 1280 The Zone. What do you make of the the Rudy Donovan relationship and that, uh, you know, the storyline and how that went and uh, right up till Donovan's comments and Rudy's for that matter uh, at that locker room clean out talking very positively about one another. Talk about that storyline. Yeah, I thought when everything sort of started, we started hearing rumors that their relationship had been fractured. I think it was both it was twofold one yes there was tension between them and yes there was uh, you know a bit of a squabble when uh the whole covid-19 thing happened but i think that a lot of that got blown out of proportion because there was such a microscope on the team at the time and because there wasn't anything else to talk about and so what else are you going to do but just you know speculate wildly on that and so i think a lot of pundits and a lot of people were were eyeing them with maybe an over-analytical eye. Um, from my perspective through the whole thing, I thought these are two professional basketball players, and yes, they're young guys, but they're smart guys. And so I didn't see that it would be something that they couldn't work through. I thought these guys are going to be able to come together to put their differences behind them and actually play the game. And that ends up being what happened. Uh, we heard from both of them that, you know, like any relationship, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And Rudy said that multiple times. But the thing is, they both want to win a championship and they want to do it with the Jazz. And, you know, when we saw them come together at the bubble, and like you said, they said really positive things, things like, I want to go to war with these guys. And they're proud of themselves for how they came together after all of the rumors and analyzing and speculating on the team they were able to come together and like feel a camaraderie that was a little bit stronger than March before things shut down so Sarah when you look at those two players the standard for them since they are both all-stars they are the stars of the team uh, when you compare them to what they want to be 
can those two be that good to be able to lead the team to a championship when you compare them to the LeBrons and the Giannis's and the, the ADs and everybody else? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a hard comparison because when you talk about guys like LeBron and Giannis, you're talking about generational talent, you know, guys that sort of live in an upper echelon above everybody else. I think that, and there are plenty of teams who have won championships that don't have a LeBron and Giannis. I think what people need to maybe pay more attention to is it's not so much can Donovan become that kind of a guy, but can the Jazz fill out the rest of the roster so that they can look like a championship contender? Because right now they're a very middling team and they're not, you know, with the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Celtics, like or the Raptors. Like we see these teams that have continuity and just a myriad role players that go deep into the roster. And I think that's where the Jazz need to go. And that's one of the things, you know, getting some sort of versatile defender that can move around on the perimeter and also work inside, that's going to be the type of player that can kick them up a little bit of a notch. Sarah, before we let you go, could you reset one more time uh, the number of different ways that our listeners can help you and and your efforts with your family and your hometown uh, help out a little bit? Absolutely. Um, There is a GoFundMe that's linked at the top of my Twitter page, at NBA Sarah, and all of the um, proceeds from that GoFundMe go directly to the North Valley Community Foundation, uh, or you can donate directly to them by going to nvcf.org, and that helps out, I mean, thousands of people um, now in the immediate uh, relief that they need while evacuated or while they're losing their homes and for years to come. Well, Sarah, thank you again for jumping on with us. Have a very safe trip and thanks for all you're doing. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. That's Sarah Todd from Desert, the Desert News. She, uh, she covers the jazz, but uh, she's doing some good to help her family and uh, the folks in her hometown and her county. And uh, big thanks to her for, for jumping on with us. We are live today at the Serve Pro Firefighter Challenge. The opening ceremonies just happened. We're about to get underway. And joining us now, he is the president of Stewart Healthcare. He's Brian Dunn with us here on the big show. Brian, hey, thanks for having us out. What a, what a great event. This is uh, so cool. It's fantastic, and what a great day. What a great day. It's, the weather's there. It's great. We weren't doing this two or three days ago. But this event is just a wonderful event, and we're thrilled to be a, a sponsor for the second year in a row. Yeah, you, you're right about that because a couple of days ago, we know it was cold We'd and windy. We'd see them in action, right? <laughs> yeah, we did see that. Great point. <laughs> and, and a week ago, it was 100 degrees. That's so right. So this, is, this is beautiful, and it's perfect. What a night for an event. We lobbed this one up for the state of Utah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just want to tell folks that we're outside. You know, uh, there are, people are wearing masks and safety, and this is just a great event for families to, to come out and support. It's safe. Um, people are taking everything very serious. You can see masks by everybody. They're cleaning everything up. Come out and see us. We're at Southtown Mall. And uh, it'll be a great experience for you to see firefighters in actions. And, and you know, for some of those, I'm sure some of those firefighters will take off their shirts and everybody will want to see that, right? <laughs> but no, the, uh, the competition is amazing. Looking at these events and the, uh, not just the, the, the physical ability you would need to, to compete, but you've got to have a lot of heart. Oh, yeah, the, the mentality. So we work on a daily basis with the first responders, firefighters included, everyone. 
And I got to tell you, they take their, they're very passionate about their job. They take it serious and what they do, they put their lives at risk on a daily basis. We can't thank them enough. They're part of our family, part of the Stewart Healthcare family. We appreciate what they do, and uh, we appreciate being a part of it. Have you tried any of this yet? No, I'm old. No. <laughs> Look at me, I'm old. We tried to get Coach Mac, uh, Coach Ron McBride out there earlier, but uh, he, used, he used the same excuse. There you go. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you again for having us out. Congratulations, because this is an amazing event, and uh, you and your staff. Oh, on, on a side note, look, uh, I've been very well taken care uh, of. There they, you go. They got me the Stewart Healthcare. Uh, yep, right there. There you go, Stewart Healthcare. This is going right in the golf bag, by the way. Thank I just you. Want thank you. Know. you. We'll have to play. Thank you for having us out. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. Appreciate you. There you go. That's Brian Dunn, president of Stewart Healthcare. Kind enough to have us out here today at this great event. And can't encourage you folks uh, enough. Come out. Check out this great competition. Uh, take it in and, and support, of course, our great first responders and, and the firefighters and, and have a little fun while you're doing it. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live today from Southtown Mall. We're getting things underway right now for the Serve Pro Firefighter Challenge. Uh, we're hanging out with our friends from Stewart Healthcare. Big thanks to them for having us out here today. And Gordon, the competition is underway. I'm watching these guys go up the tower right now. Five stories all the way to the top. And uh, they're, they're all geared out and rolling, man. This thing is cool. Pretty impressive what they can do, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, uh, this is this would uh, this would not be easy. Let me put it that way. But it's it's a lot of fun. If you get a chance to come out here uh, this evening, you absolutely should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those guys who do that for for uh, professionally, they they are saving lives, man. When they're yep. climbing stairs like that, carrying weight and whatnot. Yep. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of fun to be here. Uh, it's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. And um, so here's the deal. Uh, Hans and Scotty are doing this happy hour segment where they slow down a uh, segment of radio. So, uh, uh, you know, whoever's talking sounds inebriated. It's very funny, <laughs> but it's gotten a little chippy going back and forth. And uh, so we have sped up the audio as opposed to slow it down. Uh, and Austin has named this uh, this segment getting high with Hanson Scotty. Although because be their fair, voices are high. Of course, yeah, right. Yes. And, and to be fair, they've picked on themselves too, and we've only picked on them. They were complaining that we named the segment after picking on them. But, uh, what? you know. Yeah, because they don't say happy hour with the big show. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they, they were complaining about that a little bit. Sensitive. But uh, seriously. So we've got another submission, and this is actually their happy hour segment but we're turning that into high with Hanson Scott. All right, it's happy hour right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We do it every Friday at 12.50. Now, this all started when a listener took one of our segments, slowed it way down, and made us all sound drunk. 
And instead of getting mad at it, we enjoyed it so much that we uh, decided that we would turn it into a regular part of the show where we would slow down some segments of mostly our show, but sometimes it goes to other shows. Yeah, but we would never want to shame other shows. No, we would never do that. And we definitely wouldn't include the name of another show in, in, the, the, in the headline yeah. of Happy Hour. It's not happy hour with the big show. It was happy hour mostly with us. Yeah. And I said that on the air with the big show yesterday. I said, you know, mostly the happy hour has been against us. They're like, no, it's been us every time. It's just Which tied by happy hour. It's just not true. So anyway, they responded with a segment of their own called Getting High with Hans and Scotty. Which... Which I don't appreciate. We don't appreciate the implications of that at all. My, my children are going to think the wrong things. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but this was one that we actually had last week. It's Jake talking about his, uh, uh, he's got a squirrel problem there at his place in Olympus Cove. Okay. And so we took the audio of him talking about this squirrel that he's dealing with. We did not augment it. No. It's <laughs> just this... We, we huh? did slow it down. Did we did change it? We did slow it down. A little? But here's, Not much. Uh, a, a great story on its own, but yet when we slowed it down and made them sound inebriated, it got even better. Let me ask you this, Gordon. Do you have, in, in your neighborhood, do you have, uh, you know, what you'd consider pests? Well, uh, one or two streets up was uh, a good friend of ours had uh, three cougars in his backyard. And I'm talking about, you know, the wildlife. I'm not what talking, you know about, what talking about Why? What'd you shoot? Uh, I didn't shoot anything. Uh, what'd you shoot? On the, on the few stories that, like, honestly, I have a couple that I, but let, I'll just say this. We have a squirrel that lives in, like, the backyards of, like, four different houses. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so good. How great was that? Oh, man, I haven't even heard that story, but it's good. That's a great story, let alone slowed way down. How about that little chubby dude making it back from I know. Know, up in the mountains with a limp? <laughs> with a limp. He made it back from the mountains with a limp. That's impressive. Wow, that doesn't sound like we changed the audio at all on that, though. No. It really no, doesn't. That's, that's how it sounded. That's sure. brilliant, man. Yeah. All right, there we go. Happy hour. We do it every Friday. Yeah, I love Hans <laughs> lashing out, by the way. Oh, we didn't alter that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's pretty funny. Which is better, the one where they make us sound drunk or the ones when we make them sound like chipmunks? Well, the thing with the happy hour is that people believe it, so it makes you look more foolish. <laughs> the, the sped up one, it sounds hilarious, but it also is like it, it doesn't sound real. Well, come on. You don't think that other one sounds real, do you? I'm telling you, I get personal texts from people asking me what's the matter. I've, I got you know, our boy Jaybird. Our boy Jaybird texted me two weeks ago, and he goes, what's the matter with Gordon? Gordon sounds high. I'm like, uh, no, they're doing their they're doing their own thing. They're doing the happy hour thing. It's oh, not real. <laughs> oh, well. I still like the idea of playing one of their segments with the bleeps mixed in, so it sounds like they just have filthy language. <laughs> the unnecessary uh, censorship, yeah. Yeah, the unnecessary censorship. We should give that a go as well. But the sped up is really funny. It, it was that, or I do have a minute and a half of Hans talking about how he opened an Instagram account. 
Oh, really? If we you could, want you that, want to do you that want to save it. Or, or you know what? Gus sped up would be funny. Okay. <laughs> See if I can get that. <laughs> Good idea. I mean, it might get me beat up, but it would probably be pretty funny. I think that's a perfect Hold, idea. please. <laughs> that, is, that is genius, Jake. Yeah, yeah, I know. Genius until I see Hans on Monday. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. It is this uh, it is an advantage to having your show after theirs, though. Is maybe he'll forget about it by Monday, or or yeah. whatever. What does Hans do on the weekends? He's probably busy. He's probably not even listening anyway. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, my guess, in all honesty, my guess is Hans is is involved in some sort of youth sport right now. He might. I think t- that's that's what he pretty much does with all his free time. Either that, or he's sucking on a helium balloon. I doubt he's doing that, but we can make it sound like he's doing that. We sure will. <laughs> we sure will. Uh, Gordon, by the way, real quick update while Austin uh, lines that up. We are underway with competitors uh, here at the uh, Firefighter Challenge, uh, and this is this is pretty cool. I can't remember what did uh, what did what did they say? How much that uh, fire hose weighed? What was that? 200 pounds. How far do you think you could lug a 200-pound fire hose, Gordon? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, I have no idea. I've they never have to, had, they have never to lug it that. like, I'd say, like, what, 110 feet? 175 feet, Gordon. And then they have to lay, lean into it and spray a target. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good challenge. Now, oh, are, we are, okay, re- are we are, ready? Are we ready? Uh-huh. Okay. This is uh, this is going to be good. Here we go uh, with hands. Hey, oh, man, I've had a rough morning. My dog died at about 12 o'clock today. And his name was Gus, and he had a heart attack in my arms. And I lost him at 12 o'clock today. And I debated being out here, but I had to come out with my, with my teammates. But I'm just glad we got the win, man. I'm glad we got the win. Oh, I'm so uh, good. We get may have just up. declared war. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to get beaten up. <laughs> that was maybe a mistake. That was a tender <laughs> moment. But... Oh, man. <laughs> we are in so much trouble. Hey, what do you mean we? <laughs> we are in so much trouble. Oh. I regret that. Oh, I totally regret that. I regret sure. listening to you. To, 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 that made me <laughs> that do that. Have been, that might have been a really bad idea. <laughs> We can all admit that that was pretty incredible, though, right? Well, yeah, but you don't really make fun of, you know, oh, man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> I'm glad we got the win. You sound all broken up about the whole thing. <laughs> we are in so much trouble. I'm not gonna. He's gonna pull my arm off next time I see well, him, and I'm not. But, even but let me it. let me get this straight. Hans was gonna miss a game because his dog passed. He was. He was an arena to, game. He was attached. To Austin. Was he that on Gus the air? Were, he and Gus were friends. They they had a, a great relationship. I understand it, and uh, I, I'm not saying it's easy, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have liked it. Was Danny White the coach at that time? I think Danny White was the coach at that time, yeah. I would like to have seen the look on his face when uh, when that was discussed. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. 
do it. All right. Do, do, do the part. Enough. Do no. the part when he actually said that his dog died. <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you mean? No, we already we're this far into it. What do you mean? Do the part? Like play, play that it? part. Yeah. All right. Hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> Working on it. Oh man, I've had a rough morning. You know, I say that all the time. Dog died at about twelve o'clock today. I could see hands just saying, I'd like to thank my friend uh, David Seville for uh, for getting me here today. We're all dead. Like, literally dead. Like, we're (laughs) going to not make it. (laughs) So much trouble. All right, stay tuned. Live from Southtown Mall, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. The, uh, they have been proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than any other methods. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res cleaning today. Give them a call, 801-288-9376. We are live today at the Surf Pro Firefighter Challenge. We're hanging out with our friends at Stewart Healthcare. Uh, who are helping you bring this uh, great event. And, Gordon, i got to tell you, I am so happy for the sake of these competitors that it's not 100 degrees out, outside here today. <laughs> no kidding. It's challenging enough, right? Except for when the firefighters are actually saving lives, uh, they're doing it probably in what kind of heat? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 150-degree heat? Well, I'll tell you what, Gordo. These guys are all geared out. I mean, they're they're in... They've got the tank on the back, and they've got the, their full firefighting gear. So that, that's got to be an extra, like, big-time degree of difficulty, wouldn't you think? Uh, what these guys do is just unbelievable. It, it is, is unbelievable. I mean, you said it earlier. You used the word hero, and I can't think of a better application of any term, or at least that term, for anyone uh, beyond these guys, what they do. Unbelievable. So, Gordon, I know you're you're a guy who likes to run on the treadmill. Next time you do it, I want to get you, or I want you to get one of those one-piece ski suits, and then and then put about uh, put a few bricks in a backpack, and okay. then I want you to run a couple of miles to see what these guys are going through. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know whether I can replicate what they do. That's. It is downright heroic. Yeah, no doubt about it, and that's why we are uh, so very very excited. Uh, to be out here and, and be a part of this uh, today, what a what an absolute great event, uh, especially on a on a day like today. In fact, uh, joining us now, um, Gordon uh, here at Southtown Mall, Chief Hales uh, from the American Fork Fire Department uh, jumps on with us. And Chief, it's nice to meet you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for having us. This is so cool to be at this event today, especially, you know, on the anniversary of September 11th. And, uh, you know, I, I speak for Gordon, my co-host, too, when I say we're just 
proud to be a part of it and proud of you and, uh, and what you and your whole group do. Yeah, these guys, they, uh, they give it their all all the time. Uh, we have a motto at American Fork Fire that's uh, always ready. And I think every firefighter in this country has uh, prepared themselves to be always ready, and especially in the combat challenge and, and for calls for emergencies. So, so take us through it. What are, what are these guys going through in their full gear going out here pulling? What They told us that the fire hose weighs 200 pounds, and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it, this is truly a sport. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of uh, athletic uh, ability that goes into this. Right, and they, uh, these guys, uh, they give it 100%. And they have to do this on a daily basis. So they train for this every single day that they're on shift to drag these hoses, drag these mannequins, because they don't know when uh, it's their time to, to go to work. So this is a sport for firefighters, and I think that every one of them enjoy it, doing it, and it gives them something to look forward to every single year. Do you have I got a guys question that... for the chief, Jake. Oh, yeah, please, Gordon, go ahead. Do guys actually work out for this? I mean, do they lift weights? How, how do they gain that kind of strength? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in the gym. A lot of guys, uh, a lot of cardio. If you, if you watch this event, there is a lot of cardio involved, not only for the, just the endurance, but then you have the physical fitness aspect of it where you've got to have the strength to be able to get your legs strong enough so that you can uh, endure dragging that mannequin backwards that, 180 pounds and, and walking backwards is no easy feat. So your legs have got to be uh, very uh, strong and you got to be able to do the squats and the curls and those kind of things. These guys are, they're working out every day. Uh, they're putting, uh, putting time in the gym and uh, doing what, what it takes to compete in this uh, competition. How many of you are, are you guys competing? Do you have yeah, I got a, uh, we got a guy here. Uh, uh, last uh, year we had a competition team for the state of Utah and uh, we won the 2019 uh, team for American Forks for the state of Utah for with a minute 39 seconds in the relay team. And so uh, we bring that same team back, and uh, we're looking forward to take that traveling trophy back home that Surf Pro offers and uh, have it sit there where it's been sitting for the last year. And uh, we also have a guy competing in the uh, single competition tonight. And then we have uh, three teams in the tandem competition tomorrow. Wow. Gordon, I know we don't like to be homers and that sort of thing, but I think we need to get on Team American Fork. Yeah, that's easy to do. That's easy uh, right. to root for. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll yeah. AFFR. Go big AF. That's what we like to say. <laughs> and, you know, repeat, that would be repeat champs. That sounds pretty good. Repeat champs. We've got, in fact, we've already got the spot on the wall for 2019-20, so uh, we better make it happen, It's right? already right there. Yeah, ready it's to ready roll. to roll. <laughs> well, hey, uh, thank you for all that you do. Thanks for letting us be a part of this. But please uh, spread the word to your to your people that uh, we really appreciate them and uh and what they do for us as a community. Well, thank you, and uh, we love serving our communities as well, so we appreciate what everybody does for us. Thanks, Chief. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's uh, Chief Hales from the American Fork Fire Department. Uh, Gordon, uh, this is this is so cool and so fun to talk to, uh, to Chief Hales there, and I just have so much respect for what uh, the men and women uh, in, uh, of course, all of our fire departments do. It's just amazing and some of the best people you'll ever meet. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, talk to a firefighter. and I mean, they are easy to like beyond the heroic, heroic uh, you know, deeds they do. By the way, Chief Hales, uh, that, that's just flipping around hail to the chief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting observation. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I apologize. Uh, Austin is. 
Austin is uh, oh, angry with me one now. One more hour. <laughs> one more hour. Well, yeah, that's all, Austin. You're going to be okay. You'll you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get through it. But what, uh, what you said, what you said, uh, Jake. What these guys do is we can't really talk about that enough. We we talk about sports on here, and you know, some people, especially kids, like to look up to athletes and what they do, and uh, how important they are in their lives as far as looking for quote unquote role models and whatnot. But these firefighters, man, that's that that's those are where the that's where the heroism really takes place. Yeah, and no sometimes doubt. I think we should. You know, kids are fascinated by fire trucks and all that sort of thing. But when we see these guys go by, we should we should probably, uh, you know, t- tell our kids, hey, that guy right there, he's a real hero. Here, here, Gordon. I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, it is the big show. Uh, we are underway. You still have plenty of time to get out here, by the way, to check it out for yourself. The Serve Pro Firefighter Challenge. Um, We've been hanging out here uh, courtesy of our friends at Stewart Healthcare. Big thanks uh, to them. But this competition is underway, and it's awesome. It is so cool. Can't encourage you enough to uh, to get down here. We will have more Big Show coming up next. Gordon Motz and Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Friday show, Gordon, we want to say a big thanks to our friends at Stewart Healthcare uh, for having us out here today to the Serve Pro Firefighter Challenge. What a great event. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of effort put into putting this thing together. And, uh, Gordon, on, on this uh, uh, anniversary of September 11th, I can't think of a, a better event to participate in today. So it's, it's yes, really been uh, fun. Well said, Jake. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, there's nothing to add to that. So on a, on a day that still hurts to think about, to observe from 2001, uh, you're in the perfect place at the at the right time. That's a great place to uh, to be uh, thinking about such things. No doubt about it, Gordo. Uh, on a lighter note, so what what do you got going on over the weekend? Big uh, big fun to be had by everyone. Well, as you know, I, I work on the weekends, um, so I, I'll uh, be participating in that. And, uh, yeah, I try to get outside and uh, and feel the sunshine a little bit. Well, good, Gordo. How about you? Oh, I'm uh, going to be uh, chopping up. power. Going to be chopping <laughs> up a tree. No, Jake's <laughs> going to be running the blender, the dryer, the the hair dryer, all the electrics in his house at <laughs> all once. All at once, just because yeah. he can now. I'm I'm going to have uh, a, a different movie on in every TV <laughs> show or every uh, TV in my house. I'm going to use as much electricity as possible. Uh, no, Gordon, I think I might play. Uh, I was serious about that. I got to take care of that tree problem. And uh, then uh, I think I may play a little golf on Sunday. Do you need? Uh, do you still need me to send the tree team down there to help you out? Uh, it, well, if you'd like to pay for it, then absolutely. But uh, if not, well, I think, I'm we'll curious to know what are, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to try and uh, and chop it up as carefully as we can without uh, getting tangled up in the power line. So what we'll, was the, uh, we'll what was the name of Paul Bunyan's uh, cow? Babe. Blue. Babe. Blue. Babe the Blue Ox. Or was it just blue? No, it was Babe the Blue Ox. Okay, well, you're going to be Babe was the pig. Okay, (laughs) so it was blue? (laughs) Yes, it was blue. 
All right. Well, you're going to be out there swinging the pig like Paul Bunyan. This will be next week's happy hour segment. I can yes, babe the, blue, babe the Blue Ox. I just Googled it. Why do you ever doubt me? Oh, well, Awesome was the one doubting you. I it sounded like you were the one doubting me. Maybe I was. But anyway, uh, you're going to be out there uh, chopping uh, the lumber. Yeah, That's good. That's, That's good great. for you. You, know, you spit on your hands, you know, and get grab that thing and just start. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just start chopping away. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm going to wear gloves, Gordon. You know, so. I think you should just use your your dad's power saw. All right, uh, Gordo. Uh, have a have a uh, fantastic weekend, my friend, and I will catch up with you on Monday. All right. Let's do it. It's the big show. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.